you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hi there, it's Crystal, and I am excited to be wrapping up our theme of trust today. Now, next week, we will have a bonus episode because we have five Wednesdays in June, so make sure you tune in for the bonus episode. But today, I'm going to finish talking about trust. And I don't know about you, but I have thoroughly enjoyed the episodes this month. And trust is just something that we know we should do and something that it just sounds so easy, but putting it into practice is a little bit more difficult. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. First, let's look at the word trust and its definition. I know this has been covered, but we're going to cover it again. According to Webster's 1828 Dictionary, trust as a noun is confidence, a reliance or resting of the mind on the integrity, veracity, which simply means the habitual observance of truth, justice, friendship, or other sound principle of another person. And so obviously, the object of our trust and confidence is the Lord. We're trusting in who He is, and that is what gives us confidence. And then as a verb, trust has a little bit different meaning. It means that we trust in, we confide in, we place our confidence in, we rely on, and we depend on the Lord. So we can commit everything to the care of our Lord. He is our maker and he is capable of handling all of our concerns. And we know that we're supposed to trust the Lord. So there's some verses here I'm going to read to you about trust, just kind of real quickly, and then we'll get into a little bit more here. Psalm 4, 5 says, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Psalm 7, 1. O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Psalm 56, 3, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalm 56, 11, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Psalm 118, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I could read many more verses that give us that direction that we are to trust the Lord. But as I mentioned earlier, sometimes it's a lot easier. It sounds easier than actually doing it. And so when I wrote, there's a fly in my tea, which is the first Bible study that was published. It was published back in 2016. My favorite chapter from that Bible study is called Don't Panic, and in it, I share an acronym for trust. So if you've done the study, this is going to be a little bit of a refresher for you. If you have not done the study yet, I know you will enjoy this, and I love having acronyms or alliteration, those types of things to help me remember things, and so this acronym for trust takes what we know we're supposed to do and kind of 
puts it into practice for us a little bit. And so we're going to pick up right here with the disciples in the boat with Jesus. Let's start by reading Mark chapter 4, 35 through 41. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So I know we can sit here and we can judge the disciples for panicking (laughs) when Jesus was right there in the boat with them. But at the same time, we as Christians have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, and we still allow things that come up in our life to cause us to start to panic. So instead of judging them, we're going to notice what they did right, which the very first thing they did, and this is the first T in trust, is they went to the right place. They went to Jesus. So what we need to do when we're faced with a, it can be a trial, it can be a tragedy, it can even be something as simple as just things not going our way, and it's causing us to panic a little bit or overreact in some way. We Turn to God. That's step one. Turn to God. We have to go to Him. And I know I'm guilty of sometimes spending a little time worrying or maybe spending time venting to someone else and complaining to someone else rather than going to the only one who can help me, the only one that can make a difference. He knows the outcome already, and He knows what I am supposed to be learning (laughs) through the process. God wants us to come to him. Jesus invites us to come to him in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we need to go to God. First thing is turn to the Lord. And then the R is respond instead of react. This one can be a little bit more difficult. And this is probably why this is my favorite chapter, because I need to be reminded to take some time before responding in a situation that's causing me to panic. So the difference there, if you look them up between respond and react, there's not a huge difference in the definitions you would read. But if you think about your reaction being like your first instinct, the thing you want to do or say first, And how often is that not what we want to do as a Christian? So instead, taking time to respond is about giving yourself some time (laughs) to think it through and some space, meaning you may have to get away from the situation or away from the person that you are 
dealing with and taking the time to pray before you respond, asking the Lord how he would have you respond in any given situation. I think the best way to illustrate this would be if you're having a disagreement with someone. For example, if my husband and I disagree, he knows that I'm going to get quiet and I'm going to need some time to think about things, pray about things before I'm ready to respond. He doesn't necessarily need that because he stays calm all the time. (laughs) But for me, it's better if I just take some time away, I take time to pray, and then I know how the Lord would have me to respond. So I like to say if when you're in a situation, before you react, take some time take some space, and pray over the situation. And this applies in all kinds of things, even things that happen at work. I know that I might get frustrated about something, but when I take the time, just say, take take the day, the day goes by and I pray about it overnight, I have a completely different perspective on it the next day because the Lord has helped me to consider different sides, different ways of responding, and then I know how to respond. I love Proverbs 15, 28 for this. It's my favorite verse about responding. It says, The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. So that studieth to answer tells me that the heart of the righteous will take time and pray about things and make sure they're responding in the right way. So then we have the letter U, and the letter U is for understand that you might not understand. That's a mouthful, I know, and it's the simplest way that I could explain that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and we can never truly understand. And here's one thing. Some of the things that happen to us, I know, bring up questions. We question, um, why is this happening? Or what is the Lord doing? And here's what I have to say about that. The Lord knows we're thinking those thoughts, so it is okay to take those thoughts to Him in prayer. It does not mean we're going to get an answer. We are not always going to understand the things that come into our life. Isaiah 55, 8, 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I love how Ken Collier says this. He says, When there's a gap between God's way and wisdom and my understanding of his way, I must fill the gap with trust. I'm not always going to understand, but I can trust that the Lord has a purpose. He has a plan, and I must then, next letter, S, surrender. To surrender is to yield to the power of another, basically giving up my own ways, my own thoughts, my own ideas about things, and trusting that the Lord is going to work out all things for my good. He is looking for complete and total surrender. He doesn't want us to hold anything back. And in many ways, when we do that, it comes from a source of pride. It comes from this sense that we are in control of our own lives, or we want to be. 
When we don't understand when things are causing us to panic, we must surrender in the situation. Now, I know for me, there is a certain passage of scripture that I will turn to when I am feeling completely overwhelmed. You could say at the end of myself, (laughs) because too often I want to fix things myself instead of just completely surrendering to the Lord. And so there was a time in my life when I mean, I, the Lord brought me very low and none of my plans were working out. Nothing I had done was working and I had nothing left except to turn to the Lord. And that was in Psalms 142 and 143. And I just love the verses there in verse six of Psalm 142. It says, attend unto my cry for I am brought very low. In 143 verse four, it says, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. And then verse eight, if you skip down to there, It says, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. And then in verse 10, it says, quicken me. I'm sorry. Verse 10 says, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. When we surrender a given situation to the Lord, it does not mean that it's going to immediately be fixed for us. The circumstance that we're in might not change, but it's our heart attitude that will change. And when we have that attitude of surrender and understand that only the Lord can help us, it will change our outlook. It changes the way we approach the problem, not necessarily the problem, because the Lord promises us promises to deliver us through things. And one of the definitions of deliver is to carry us through. That means sometimes we have to go through the problem. We have to go through the trial, the tribulation, and he's not going to rescue us from it, but he's going to give us sufficient grace as we walk through it. And then the final T in trust is for thank God. And as you know, God asks that we thank him in all things for all things. And the perfect passage for this would be in James chapter one, verses two and three. It says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. So even though we're in the midst of trials, tribulations, things that are causing us to panic, we can still be thankful for them because we know the Lord is working a bigger plan and purpose in our life. So to recap, the acronym for trust, the first T is turn to God. The R is respond instead of react. The U is understand that you might not understand. The S is for surrender. And that final T is for thank God. God. And I hope that you'll remember those things and it will help you to put trust in practice. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. I know it was a little long, but I do pray that it will be a blessing to you as you think about trusting the Lord. And I hope you will come back next week for our bonus episode. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. 
encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures. Until next time.